Team Talk, episode 11, we're back. Hey, team. Hunter, bad guys are sorry. Oh, hello, Kian. <laughs> Kian. Kian is currently listening to the uh, new Aladdin soundtrack and dancing around the, the kitchen. He's got headphones in, so he has no idea how loud he's talking. Well, he really never knows how loud he's actually talking. That's true. He's been stricken with what we like to call macomis-itis, something to that effect. (laughs) The definition for, that's the term for no volume control. (laughs) Yes, that's true. Hey, T, um, what's going on? When was the last time we did one of these? A Uh, year ago, a year and a half ago. Probably at least, yeah. Yeah, that's sad. I know, it's my fault. You're always trying to get me to record, but Well I know. No, I know. It's hard to it's hard to stay awake past eight thirty at night. <laughs> <laughs> T, why would it be so difficult to stay up past eight thirty at night for you? Well, you know, we realized this morning we never sent out uh an email or anything to all of our partners about Sybil's birth or even how to pronounce her name. I think some Sybil. people are still confused about that. Sybil. So seven no, weeks ago, pronunciations, yeah. we welcomed a new little baby. Her mm-hmm. name is Sybil. Yes. And I was there. You were there. <laughs> thankfully. It was, it, can I say where we had the baby? Sure. It was in our bedroom at home. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So you can judge us however you want yeah. to. But we had planned to have a home birth with her, but thankfully we did because she came so fast that she would have been born at home anyway. I think, what was I, only in labor for maybe a half hour? Half an hour in the actual, like, laboring time was was about 15 minutes, though, like time that you were super active to the time that she was out. Yeah. So, um, and here's the crazy part. We had... um, well, no, I won't go into too many details. There we go. Yeah, but it was it was a really uh, kind of crazy experience that I think we'll all remember. I mean, even yeah. the kids remember it because they were still sleeping that morning. That's right. And woke up to hear her <laughs> first little cries of being born. Is, ba- is the baby here? And so they were very excited that she was finally here and... So, yeah, we're thankful that everything went well, and she's just a and see the bad part about perfect little baby not announcing her birth uh over like the email that we just sent out here in just a little bit um is that if you've never had a baby, the great thing about having babies is when you have a baby, you can blame everything on them. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't get that done. I wasn't there for that thing, and I feel like. We actually have not been taking full advantage of that as we should be. Well, but that's the problem. Once you have so many kids, Mm. um, it doesn't really work that way anymore because people just expect that you jump back into things very quickly. That's true. I don't know. You always hear people say... That like, well, once you've had three kids, then it's not too big of a deal. Like, you're just adding one more after that. 
but that's actually not true at all. Yeah, that's not true. Um, but there is an expectation that you kind of jump back into life very quickly after having your fourth and your fifth baby. Yeah. So we intentionally tried to take some quiet time after she was born of just... Hiding. Recoup. Yeah. Recoup time. Well, so she's she's going into her seventh week of life. Mm-hmm. And I would argue that it really was not until the end of last week that our family finally got into some semblance of normalcy Mm -hmm. and non-absolutely chaotic living. (laughs) That's, I don't know when. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it happened. I could, I could actually argue, I think maybe about Thursday of last week it hit and I've been, uh, I've been reveling in it. Because obviously there's ebbs and flows of family life like that. But um, I felt like at a certain point last week we were all breathing. And not because we were just taking the next breath to yell at one another. (laughs) Over the top of other people yelling in the house. (laughs) Yeah. I think that we're into a good groove of sleeping a little bit more and the kids are settled back in school. That's right. Yeah. And, um, just for the record, any weird breathing noises you hear, um, these are going to be, uh, Kian and Sybil, not me and Tara. Thanks for all of the uh, congratulations that everyone gave for the new baby. We are really loving her, and it's mostly just a argument between the girls especially as to who's going to hold her and who had the longer turn, and Maeve's always asking me why it is that Sybil likes me best and why do I get all the longest turns, and That's she true. doesn't think that it's very fair. No, it's not fair. You get, although she has started smiling at the kids now too, Uh she looked like she was going to give me a smile today and then she just kind of smirked at me, (laughs) which I'm trying not to be too sensitive about the whole thing, but you know. So yeah, that's a little bit about family life. Family life. Um, And I think we're looking forward to this year. Last year was, I think we ended 2019 tired from just traveling and moving again. We've lived in Hermanas for a little over four years, and we've moved five times and went on furlough during that time. So I think 2020, we're, I think, Lord willing, not doing any of those things, not taking any big trips. And That's true. I've hidden the deed to the house. You're not (laughs) selling our house. We're not moving, (laughs) and um, I think... There will be other challenges this year, but I'm. That's true. I think we're both. We came into 2020 excited for some more stability in areas of life. Yeah, that's true. As much as we enjoyed our furlough, we came back really tired from it. Yeah. So. Yep. No, it's true. I, and even it feels like about halfway through last year, we kind of had to. We weren't checking out. But we had to stop planning for the future a little bit. 
Um, We had to prep for furlough, and then we had to still prepare things while we were gone on furlough. (laughs) Sorry. Kian, um, I don't know what song he's singing right now. Speechless. Speechless. Which is always kind of ironic when he belts out that song. (laughs) You can't keep me quiet. Something about being silent. Um, But speaking of not making plans, I mean, there is going to be a lot of positive changes this year, which if you've read our update, then one of those things is our church name changing. That's right. Yeah. We changed names. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? I don't really have anything to say about it. Um, No, we're excited. We're excited about the name change. You know, um, there's different ways that churches kind of come into their own in the whole greater church planting scheme. Um, One of the ways, though, that our church has been continually kind of coming into our own, um, not only through, uh, you know, getting a a statement of faith gathered together, which if you're a nerd, it's it's an updated version of the New Hampshire Confession of Faith, more uh, more easily adapted for our context. Um, And then the name is kind of an expression of that as well. As we looked through the songs that we sang, a lot of the language that we use at church, and the fact that we're literally right next to the ocean. Um, T, how how many minutes does it take to walk from our church down to the ocean? From church? Yeah, I mean, it would probably take about two minutes to get to the ocean. Yeah, not, yeah. Yeah, You can see the ocean if you step outside the doors, Mm -hmm. and so... um, Anchored Baptist Church, and we've, uh, you know, there's always that debate about whether, how hard do you want to lean into the Baptist name? Um, We kind of joke about, uh, you know, all names having baggage, whether it's your last name or your first name, whatever name your parents gave you. Um, But as a church, too, names carry baggage, and so we we always call it our baggage claim. Uh, what does it mean to be a Baptist, and so on and so forth. And we wanted to lean into some of those historical distinctives, and so Anchored Baptist Church it is. Um, And pretty much other than that, though, everything's remaining the same. Uh, Aside from we are uh, getting deacons together this year, Uh, I've just finalized some of the things for our diaconal training and we are also looking at getting a, um, a, I don't know the best way of saying it, church planting resident slash pastoral resident and an elder candidate um, this year as well. And, and, and that can be training for other church planting work. Or ideally what that would look like is uh, beginning to train up that, that man and that family that would be here to um, assist in shepherding and then shepherding uh, Anchored Baptist Church if we're not around. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know, T, does, is that a fairly good description of what's, some of what's happening? Yeah, and I think it's pretty exciting because instead of forcing the issue of deacons and pulling people out and kind of saying, okay, now you're going to be a deacon, now move into this role. Um, We've really, over the last, I think, year or two especially, we've seen people naturally fall into those roles based off of their giftings and just their maturity in the Lord. And 
it will be a natural shift for them to move into a formal role of deacon. And so I think that's really good. I'm excited about that. Yeah, no, Tara's right. I mean, you take the gossips of the church who already know everything that's going on and you just make them responsible for serving those people. No. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm excited because our, our group of deacons will be very diverse as far as ethnicity and age and you're where they allowed, live. You're not allowed to talk about gender, so don't talk about gender. <laughs> Gender's a no-no word in, in our world, so don't don't even bring it up. Gender. We won't <laughs> oh get into gender issues. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Um, so I, I think that that's a really positive way that the church is headed. And we are really praying about a pastoral kind of resident and someone who we would really like to see move into that position. So that's a big step for the church that I think is really exciting and also a healthy step. Um, so yeah, yeah sorry. lots of good things happening for 2020. Yeah, There's a cricket that lives under our washing machine <laughs> and our house is all concrete and it just echoes. So you're going to be getting all of it. I'm sorry, dear listener, um, whoever you are. <laughs> yeah, no, we are... Um, you know, it's here, here's one thing that I, I would not have considered before. Um, I guess I would have considered it. It's just more real to us now. And that is when you have to think about actually inviting somebody else into uh, the church that you're planting, one. Um, but I, I guess I would have thought that it would be difficult to kind of co-sign someone to say, yes, this is going to be a great pastoral candidate. Whereas on the other side of it, um, you know, church plants and churches are volatile organisms. They grow, they shift, they shrink, um, they change. And to invite someone into the life of the church at a particular point in time is not a guarantee that the church is going to remain like that in that shape or form or anything and so it's it's definitely um it takes a a lot of focused energy to think about it and it takes um a lot of consideration and prayer to think about do i actually want to invite someone else into this and say this is going to be a good thing for you. <laughs> no, it's true because it, with this person that we are praying about, it's really not any question as to whether we would love for them to join us, uh, but no, we true. want yeah. to make They're sure great. that it's what's best for them that's as right. well. So yeah. you're asking someone to kind of go on the roller coaster ride with you. Yeah. 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 Which, unlike, for instance, uh, a startup business, this is not a money-making endeavor. Which, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Although we know a lot of people that turn it into a money-making endeavor, so... I mean, there's always the possibility. We'll leave that door open. Yeah. Oh, there's Sybil. She wants to talk to everybody. And there's Kian. And you are welcomed into our home and our heart and the noise of our life. 
T, <laughs> uh, how much longer do you think we got until this podcast explodes? <laughs> Tara, mother of five children, um, how many children at one single moment in time have been crying thus far in our home? <laughs> at different points, I think... All of them, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think bedtime is, bedtime is like, wow, I don't even know what. I think any other parent can relate with bedtime. That's right. But um, it's a season of life that we're thankful for. And then I think in some ways you're thankful it's over. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think from everything that I know, you're you maybe don't want to go back and do it again, but you're you miss it at the same time. Wow! And I think I'll miss that's it. so hopeful, babe. Thanks for that. You're it's a mother's hope. Oh. <laughs> no, I think you're right. I'm gonna th- I'm gonna say that you're right until proven otherwise. <laughs> yeah. But what else is going on? Just Not, life here. It's, it's hot. It's summertime. Summer. For all of you people just basking in, in snow still, God bless you. I hope that you're enjoying it and the, the coolness of the outside and the warmness of the inside. <laughs> I just want you to know that you are a truly blessed human. As I, as I was somehow coerced and hoodwinked, and going on furlough into summer and then returning into summer. Ooh. You know, we have some marital things. That's actually the purpose of this podcast is to sort out our <laughs> marital issues on the air, as it were. <laughs> no, see, I don't know what else is going on. I don't think anything's going on. The kids are playing soccer. They're playing chess. Um, that's kind of what they're into. Oh, no, we have, we have new teammates. Yeah. Oh, we've got teammates. Yeah, we. I think we've said it in different places, but um, Eric and Elise Simpson, uh, they are from the States. She's from Minnesota, and uh, he's from Pennsylvania. Um, they're two years married, a little over two years married. They'll be with us for a year and a half. And they're going to be here for a year and a half, and so we're thankful to have some uh, teammates to... Uh, um, who we don't have to feel guilty for jumping on the roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have to feel guilty about inviting them on the onto the roller coaster. You know, they um, they kind of jumped onto the roller coaster on their own, and now they just have to ride it out. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, they they've been good to have around, and it's a young couple uh, who they're considering ministry for the future, and whether that looks like cross cultural ministry or church ministry in the states or something else. Um, just, you know, normal people ministering well in their local church. So we're really excited to have them here. And uh, they're helping with music, and Eric's helping me with some research and that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a new thing. should do I keep telling Wade we need to do this is do some videos of like 
kind of a day in the life. And even though day to day is not always the same, there are certain things that happen each week, like our after school program and Sunday services and uh, different Bible study groups. And it's muddy. Just kind of following along. But here's a question for you, Wade. Yes. What are you, what are you reading? What are you studying at the moment that is, that you're finding interesting? Um, I'm, we're actually, we're, I've been studying up on dog fights since this is not a money-making endeavor. We've got a dog fight going on outside. <laughs> I'm looking how to monetize it. Um, yeah, no, lots of, lots of really boring stuff I've been into, Tara. I don't think that anyone would care about any of it. No, actually, let's take that back. The men hold fast. Yes, tell us about this secret group. It's a secret group. It's a secret group of men because um, as men, we do not want the undue influence of of women speaking into our group. Um, No, so at church... Uh, we have just started um, a couple of restarted, kind of reshaped some discipling ministries. And uh, one of those is called the Men Hold Fast. And this is for guys in their 20s, um, mostly single guys, although one of them just got married. And um, I mean, we're looking at the Proverbs. We're not going so deep into scripture. You know, we do that on Sunday. We do that at different times throughout the week that's available to different people. Um, But this is a time specifically to help men find direction in their lives. Um, As you can well imagine, in a country with outrageous amounts of poverty and um, not a lot of... uh, exceedingly positive things to get involved in in a small town. Um, You've got young men who are looking for work all the time. You've got young men that can't really make a plan for their future because for a lot of them, they've not really had a future to look forward to. And then here you are, you're 25, and all of a sudden it seems like you're actually going to make it through this world. And you, you've got to lay out a roadmap for the rest of your life. And for a lot of young men, they've never had a positive uh, fatherly influence of someone that they could look to to say, okay, now this is the direction that my dad headed, and so I can go this way, or I want to do something different. I mean, some of the guys, their fathers died when they were young. and Or they might not know their father. Or they might not know who their father is. And so, um, yeah, that's good. And just to give you an idea, I mean, we're using uh, more, I guess, I guess you would maybe call it secular resources um, in a sense because we're trying to meet the guys where they're at, not assuming that all of them are saved, although all of them are attending church regularly and hearing the gospel each and every week. Um, and so really feeling that out with them and... Um, yeah, so that, that's a really exciting thing that's going on. And, you know, in order to do that well, um, I've been diving into a multitude of sources that, you know, we definitely would not totally agree with. But reading a lot from Jordan Peterson and Jocko Willink and um, Jack Donovan. and uh, But even diving into St. Augustine, who has a lot to say to young men. 
um, on a, on many different levels. And so, yeah. So are you staying tactical way? Maybe I'm staying tactical. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if any of our listeners follow that, but, uh, you and Finn have gotten pretty into it, and uh, it's fun to make fun of you guys about. <laughs> yeah, I know it's true. Thanks, Tara. Thanks for that. Yeah, well, look, I mean, every Monday, Jocko Willink put, puts out a, uh, you know, an Instagram video about something, and a couple weeks ago, it was about staying tactical and why he records his videos in the dark and whatnot, which was just hilarious. He was being hilarious in it. To which, Tara, I think, I mean, you have something similar, right? Oh, yeah. I think moms of young kids are the most tactical people around. I mean... You're always ready to move. Always ready to move. Always have food sources available. That's true. You're always watching your back. Always watching your back. You can do as many things with one hand as you can with two hands. As your husband can with his entire day. You can uh, do everything in the dark that you can do in daylight. That's true. You do have... (laughs) I wouldn't say that your vision or your nighttime driving vision is great, but I would say that your (laughs) night vision for doing the necessary things are pretty astounding. So, good job, moms. You might not feel like you're doing much, but you're tactical. Yeah, keep it tactical, ladies. (laughs) Keep it tactical. Um, <laughs> what else has been sweeping the house, man? I'll tell you what, just lots of, lots of boring theology stuff. Oh my goodness. Podcasting guys. I'm not in a podcasting rut. I, I, podcasts are, are a huge portion of my learning life, but I can't even, I can't even pick one out for you right now. One called the thinking fellows. I always love the thinking fellows. They're Lutherans. Got to give them some some leeway on that, but really enjoy them. It's an apologetic-oriented podcast. And other media that's been consuming my life, I would say, is The Mandalorian. Um, uh, this is the way. <laughs> this is the way. Well, I know at least some of our listeners are equally enthralled with Star Wars and as big of fans as you and Finnegan and Kian are. So I'm sure they've watched it. But if not, then you can join my crowd and not know anything that's going on. There you go. (laughs) There you go. But you've seen you've seen the child, the baby Yoda. <laughs> Maybe just thinks baby Yoda is so cute. <laughs> mm, that's right. She she told me yesterday on the drive home from school that, Danny, I really want a baby Yoda. <laughs> I said, Well, you know what, honey, Sybil in a couple of you know, give her a couple of months and she's gonna be sitting up, she's gonna be making funny movements, uh, just like baby Yoda. And she said can we get her powers like Baby Yoda? <laughs> I said, yeah, sure. We'll try to get her some powers like Baby Yoda. Oh, man. No, I think that's it. I think we should... Uh... Wrap it up. It's 27 minutes, babe. Yeah, wrap it up. Okay, I have another little mini podcast I needed to put out. I recorded it, edited it, and now it's just sitting somewhere. That was episode 10. Get it done, Wade. So episode two, oh, geez, get after it, Wade. Um, all right. Well, hey, uh, before Kian, you know, starts climbing on the walls or feeds muddy all of our beef jerky equivalent here in South Africa, um, this is Wade and Tara signing off. Bye.